Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode three of our new podcast. And tonight we are going to be talking a little bit about kind of what's going on right now yep. uh, on the farm. And we'll start that kind of talking about, I thought we'd talk about Mabel. Yeah. Um, so Mabel is our milking cow. She is a Jersey, though I think we're, we think, we think she's a Jersey mix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not full blood Jersey. I think she's mixed with something else. Yeah, so when we got her, um, it was just a really good deal. Uh, and she doesn't give insane amounts of milk or anything, but she gives enough for our family. Um, so we got her a few years back, and uh, and when we had her, we bred her. Or she was bred when we got her. Right, and we got her from a guy that was, uh, he was downsizing his herd. It was a couple hours from here, was it? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was yeah, downsizing his dairy herd. And he was getting rid offloading some cows, and she was a good dairy cow. There was nothing wrong with her except for one of her uh, teats. She has one side that doesn't. Yeah, one uh, bad quarter. One bad quarter mm-hmm. that doesn't actually give you know a lot of milk at all, and then the three good quarters. And like like he said, she wasn't a super super heavy milker, not like a Holstein or something, but she gave like a lot of milk for our family. That was plenty for mm-hmm. us. So yep. got a really good deal on her, and uh, she was bred when we got her. So um, that was great. We yeah, it was great. Good. And so we. Raised that calf, and we put him in the freezer, and then she, uh, we kind of dried her off because with me, uh, with, with the job that I had at the time, I was gone a lot, and, and so it left her here, and we didn't really have, we weren't set up with pasture, no. fenced off pasture, so no. she was just <laughs> in a small area, kind of like a backyard cow, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so she actually ended up going over to a friends of ours for a while and eating on his pasture, and then now she is at your mom's house yes um so she's over there and she's currently bred and due right around what was it april or may coming up here soon in the spring and they uh raise meat cows so they have they already have cows and they have plenty of pasture and they're set up for cows so she's much happier over there and she's you know fat and just (laughs) she's living the best cow life over there so um we're gonna get her back real soon and yeah as soon as we get this fencing up and as soon as our pasture gets established out here now that our land's finally cleared we can bring our milk cow back, and maybe even get a second milk cow. Yeah, maybe get a second milk cow. So right now we're in the process of growing out pasture. We had had the land cleared here, Mm -hmm. uh, and then now we've been working on trying to get a few acres of pasture growing. We planted some ryegrass, and now we're going to get some fencing up which is going to be a job and a half. but So we're going to put some posts in the ground and get some barbed wire fencing up and get Mabel in there. And that's going to be nice to have her back yeah. on the homestead. I do miss home. it. I, I miss milking a cow. So she was my first milking experience. She, I had never milked a cow in my life until we got Mabel. So uh, I miss it. I do. I miss milking a cow. You miss that hand has. being yeah, sore? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your arms have to build up the muscles and they have to get used to it. But it, once, mm-hmm. you know, once the muscles built up, it was just, it was a routine. Every morning, every evening, you go out and you milk the cow and just I spend some time out there with her, brushing her down, singing to her. And that was my, that was my time out there mm-hmm. with Mabel. It was therapeutic. Yeah. It was my time with Mabel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. It was. It was good. So we have her. She's bred. She'll calf in April, May. We'll have her over here before then. Then we have our goats. Mm -hmm. So right now, currently on the homestead, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven goats. Seven goats. Four adults and three kids. We got three babies this Mm -hmm. time. So we didn't expect... 
Amelia, our one of our does to have a single, but she had a single baby. We named her Sheep because she looks she looks like a little sheep. She's got the curly hair and it's a doling. And then um, our other doe, Missy, uh, had two, and she had a doling and a buckling mm-hmm. named Joy and Happy. Yep. Now Missy, Missy is a half Kiko, half Sonnen. Yes. And so the buck that we have, uh, Sammy, he bred both of them, and he so the her Missy's kids are. Three-quarter Kiko in right. theory and a Kiko, quarter yeah. Sonnen. Mm-hmm. And Kiko, if you don't know about Kiko, Kiko goats are very, very just resilient. They thrive in really mm-hmm. any conditions. They, they do really, really well, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then Amelia is all Sonnen, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, all yeah, Sonnen. She's, she's all full Sonnen. Sonnen. Yeah. So her one her one kid is half Kiko, half Sonnen, sheep. Yep. They named it sheep. <laughs> the goat so kid cute. sheep. So cute. Okay. It's a snuggly little goat. <laughs> they they all are. If you, if you go out and spend time with any baby goat, it will fall in love with you. Just it make it people friendly. It's like having a little dog, like a puppy. It is so cute and so sweet. It is. It is cute, cute and sweet. So cute. And I think the plan is to raise uh, one as a buck. There's one buckling and two <coughs> dolings. We're going to keep mm-hmm. the buckling or the boy. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to sell the dolings because <coughs> we don't. We don't need any more. No. Um, and mm-hmm. the buckling, really, we're just keeping them because we want to raise it and see how the meat does. We've actually never harvested uh, a goat. meat goat before. Mm-hmm. Any of our goats, we've never harvested one and actually tasted goat meat. And that was one of our goals in starting a homestead. We said we would like to try goat meat because we do plan on having, you know, Mabel's bread. So we plan on having that cow that we're raising for meat also. But I would like to try mm-hmm. goat meat. So for any of you out there, if you know any good recipes for goat or you have an opinion one way or the other on the meat, uh, we've heard opinions both ways, <laughs> strongly for it and strongly against it. No one seems yeah. to be in between. But right. if you have an opinion on it, let us know in the comments and, and let us know what you think of goat. I figure it's kind of like rabbit. Either love it or hate it. You know? Yeah, I don't People know. People that eat rabbit, they, they, they either say they love it or hate it. There's no in between. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. We yeah, will find out. So then moving on over to the garden. Uh, If you watch our YouTube channel, you'll know kind of what's going on in the garden right now. Um, And if you don't watch our YouTube channel, go check it out. Go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, If you just go to YouTube and type in Naked Hog, it'll pop up and and you'll get to see that and kind of see what we have going on. But um, in the garden right now, what we have growing is we have kale, collards, we have uh, one, two, three, four types of kale. Right. Right. Red Russian mm-hmm. kale, blue night kale, mm-hmm. blue, um, what's the other one? Blue night and blue oh, something. I can't remember. <laughs> mm, don't I know. I can't remember. Yep. Uh, and then we've got uh, Lacinato kale. Mm-hmm. It's dinosaur kale. It's yep. the curly, gnarly looking yep. kale. It's really, really good stuff. It's and good then stuff. we have uh, a couple types of mustard that are growing right now. Mm-hmm. And then we had people specifically ask us, "Do you have any mustard greens?" Mm-hmm. So we had not grown them before, but we, we got have mustards. them now. They're, they're growing. The they're growing. They're growing. And then we have uh, collard collard greens, top bunch collards. Collard greens are probably my single favorite thing from the garden. Collard greens and cornbread, so you cannot beat that. This southern boy could probably eat collards so and cornbread so like every good. night and not get tired of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you have not had collard greens and cornbread, you need to get you get yourself some collards. And I am not talking go to the store and buy the frozen no, out of no, the freezer no. collards. Even if you aren't growing collards, find a go find a, yeah, find a local farmer that's growing them. Get them even if you have to get them from Walmart. That's better than the frozen. Get the so good stuff. get get, the good get stuff. some fresh collards, slice them up. We we, we stack them up and then we roll mm-hmm. it. And then we slice it into, you know, strips. probably strips. Yeah, like, like strips half inch to one inch strips. Yeah, just cut it yep. Chop, chop, chop. And then we put it in with some, uh, we, we put it in with either bacon mm, or, best. yeah, bacon or we have those smoked pork bones that we had smoked that we used that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but put it in with something, something like that. And then add a little chicken broth, let it cook down for 30, 45 minutes to just cook it till it's tender till you can mm-hmm. eat it. Cause collard greens can be tough sometimes. Yeah. And then while, while that's cooking, whip you up a batch of cornbread and not, not jiffy mix. Like if you like that, that's cool. <laughs> eat you some Jiffy Mix, but don't eat it with the collards because that's not cornbread. That's cake, corn cake. So when we first met, eat yeah, some cornbread. I, I was okay eating either kind, you know, but oh, he, he said I, that is sacrilege to him. You can't have the Jiffy Mix kind. Jiffy Jiffy said, Mix is not cornbread. Said, I don't even think cake. it says bread on it, the. He said that is cake. It's I'm not pretty cornbread. sure it says corn cake or something like that on the box. So he didn't like the box no, stuff. He wanted no. the real, yeah. cooked it in a cast iron pan, the real Yeah, cornbread, cornbread that's not sweet. That's what I grew up on. You didn't grow up eating and, not sweet cornbread? And when you're eating collards, that's the best way to Who go. Who feeds their kids cake stuff, for dinner? My mama did. <laughs> <laughs> Corn we, cake, sweet. We had that Jiffy stuff's got more sugar sometimes. than a Mountain Dew. Sometimes we had the box Jiffy cornbread. That's oh my goodness. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> that's a great dinner. Some real cornbread that's not sweet, plus some good collards, and that stuff is awesome. So we also still have our allium bed that'll be ready in the spring. Yep, we so got we got our onions going. And in that, yep. Uh, well, hold on, don't rush through. So we got one, two, three, four types of onions. Oh, I don't remember the names. Yep, so we've got Savannah onion, the something sweet onion, um, uh, Creole, yeah, red Creole, Creole onions. Creole onions, I remember. And then we've got, um, shoot, what's the other one? There's another one. I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well, well, I don't remember. We'll have to look and see. Maybe we can tell them next and then week. We had only one type of leek, right? Yeah, one type of leek. Tadori, Tadori, Tadora, 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 Tadora leek. Something like I don't know how you say it, but yep. And then elephant garlic. Then we have elephant garlic in there, and the elephant garlic I'm super excited about, guys. The elephant garlic is not technically a garlic. I think it's in the was it the leek or the shallot family? I think it's leek. Are you sure? Shallot or leek? In either way, it, I I believe it was a shallot, and yeah, I think that's right. But it looks and tastes like garlic. It looks like giant heads so, of garlic, and yeah, it tastes just like you garlic. You use it and cook it just yeah. like you would garlic, yeah. But the one reason that I really like it is because regular garlic, when you put it in a pan and you cook it, and you if you leave it in the pan too long, mm. it gets a bitter, acrid flavor to it. Right. But this elephant yeah. garlic doesn't do that. And I found out because I left it in the pan too long. I walked off and I forgot about Ask it. Ask him how he knows. Now, it didn't burn, but even when garlic doesn't burn, if it browns too much, it gets a bitter kind of off taste to it. But this elephant garlic doesn't. So there you go. And the cloves are giant. So who doesn't want more garlic in their food? Huge like, garlic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gar- more is better when more it comes better. to garlic. More, more is, is always better. 
Mold. And we put a lot of it in the yeah, garlic, <laughs> garlic and basil. You can't garlic you can't go wrong basil. with garlic and basil. Yes, gotta have it. Yep. Um, yep. And then what else? So so then we have our cabbage. Cabbage. We have three different types of cabbage: red jewel, cheers, and again, I'm at a loss. I don't know what the third one is. Got some cabbage. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, but it's kind of slow coming. What what kind of hope do you hold out for them to really make a big hit or come along? Because they got they got hit hard by that freeze. They got bit, the frost. Yeah, the they frost. did. Yeah, so they when we bit. planted, we kind of had lots of things in the garden that got hit and slowed down uh, by the frost. So it's not um, as far along as we would want it to be. No, but it is might. getting bigger. I think, bigger, I think but... I think they'll come along. We're, we'll talk about what we're going to do to those, but okay. but I think I think it's going to come along. Uh, then the big thing we've had lately is we had broccoli. Our bro- we so we've had, a lot uh, of broccoli. yeah, we have most of our beds. Okay, so we have four beds that are thirty-five foot by thirty foot, mm-hmm. and then we have the rest of our beds, and those are forty foot by fifty foot. So the mm-hmm. the the smaller ones are a thousand square foot, and the bigger ones are around two thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. So w- the one of the bigger beds we have half of it planted with lettuce. Right. which we've been eating on, and then half of it planted in broccoli. Mm-hmm. And this broccoli, oh my goodness, guys. What was it, probably eight eight or nine rows of broccoli? Uh, no, it was seven total. Seven, seven, seven rows. rows. Seven rows of broccoli. And we have harvested a ton of We didn't think it was going to be broccoli. quite. I don't know why in our mind we were thinking that that wasn't that much. <laughs> but uh, when we started harvesting, that was a good bit. It seven, was. Seven rows is a good bit of broccoli. And uh, some nice heads on it. Beautiful heads. Yeah, and you talk um, about we, something people want to buy. Yeah, like, we covered it uh, during the frost so it didn't get ruined mm-hmm. as it was flowering up and making the... Um, as florets, it was heading up, yep. heading up and making the florets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we save them from the from the frost, but uh, man, warm days came and they just and yeah. You got you got to get them quick. Like when you see them starting to really make and like you know get big and come to fruition, you got to go out yep. there and harvest them because you'll go out a day or two later and they've already gone to seed. They've already flowered out and then they get yeah. Like, once they flower, they out. start to get kind of uh, the texture changes. They get a little bit grainy and then they yeah. uh, they lose a little bit of their flavor and they're not as good once they start to go to flower. But right. If, you, if you're growing broccoli and you don't get it out there in time and it does start to flower a little bit, no big deal. Eat it anyway. Don't chuck it. It's yeah, still good. It. Yeah. And the stem, like some people just eat only mm-hmm. the broccoli head that you see in the store, but we eat the yep. whole thing. We eat the stem. You can uh, slice it up, chop it up, uh, uh, grate it. You yep. Know, so we, well, like what did we do? Uh, Last night for dinner, we had, yeah, um, we had yeah. a kale salad with, it had the, the lacinato kale. It had grated kohlrabi, mm-hmm. grated broccoli stems right and then a poppy seed dressing that we made with Homemade poppy seed yep dressing. mayo so what was it mayo so um mayo milk poppy seeds of course uh sugar and then our homemade pear vinegar yeah i was about to say you put some vinegar in it yep the homemade yeah. pear vinegar yep yep it's just so good and it was really really good really like good if yep. any of you ever bought a kale salad and had the poppy seed dressing on it it just it was so close to that except better oh it was just fresh and just yeah delicious oh, yeah i can't wait till we have all that other kale ready to mm. harvest to, mm. to kind of do a mixed kale oh, salad yeah. that's gonna be really good uh, let's see what else we got growing we have um, um we have uh, the Brussels sprouts, which right. are coming along slow as well. And then the rutabaga, which took a while. I didn't think the rutabaga was going to make it. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I, hold out much hope for it. Yeah, but it has definitely kind of picked up and it started to it take hold. Bit. So hopefully the, we get roots out of those. Mm-hmm. That, that will be really, really good. So let's see. So 
in total we have uh, four of the smaller beds, and then we have one, two, let's see, I'm just kind of counting in my head, guys. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, I want to say seven of the big beds right now. Does that yeah, sound right? that sounds right. Sounds right. And then we want to make uh, at least, we're hoping to get five more back there on our property. Um, I'm hoping to get six or seven more, but um, but Angie here, she... Uh, for those of you listening, she's mouthing to the camera five. Five more. Um, <laughs> um, we'll, so, be lucky, we'll be lucky to get five. <laughs> and then, in addition, the other things we need, in addition to those beds, we have to make a bed for strawberries. And yeah. then we've got to plan out a place for muscadine and blackberries. So the, the muscadines and blackberries have always been kind of in the plans, in the works there somewhere. And like alongside the orchard idea was the muscadines and the vining things um but then recently <clears throat> this was just a recent idea that he and I came up with because I've always wanted a little strawberry patch that's one of my romantic homestead ideas <laughs> I guess that, that I have a, I have a little like shelf in my head where I file away those ideas those little romantic ideas that I want to get to one day well I pulled it off the shelf and I said one thought that I always wanted to make happen somehow was to have a little strawberry patch somewhere on the homestead and grow strawberries. I've never grown strawberries, so, uh, so we're, it be we're, good. yeah, we're coming up with a mm -hmm. with a plan. We think we know where we want to put it, and we're going to try to make that happen. Not, you know, obviously I won't have any. Have, I didn't put any in in time for the for this. Yeah, season. so it won't be this year. We won't be putting them in this year. But this coming season, for this year, later in the year, we're gonna yep. we're gonna give that a real shot. Yep, yep. I think that'll be really good. It'll work. I'm looking forward to that. That the muscadines and the blackberries. That's mm -hmm. kind of what we're gonna be prep. That's the main prep for the stuff coming next fall, which is crazy right. to be thinking about that. No, but you but have prepping to. You have for to the stuff coming next, yeah, yeah, especially when you've just clear have freshly cleared land and you got to kind of make sure you got an eye towards oh. what you want. That was but like our, it's gonna be really good. Our, jumping our jumping board there our starting mm -hmm. platform that was when the land got cleared we're just we're off to the races now mm -hmm. we are just planning and planning and dreaming yep. and dreaming yep. so so but yeah. one thing we did get done this last fall what did we get planted out there by the road we just we're still actually we're still planting it what? you remember uh -uh. we just planted all those trees Oh, yeah, the orchard. <laughs> so the orchard is mostly done. We still have to buy some trees. Yeah, just a few. But all of our peach trees are in. We just got done doing the blueberries. Thank goodness. Um, mm -hmm. Got all of our figs, don't we? Do we have all our figs? Or don't do have all of our oh, figs. No, no. Nope. Mm -hmm. And yep, need and a few. We, and we so, need our citrus. Gotta so we need some citrus. Yeah. We're kind of. We don't know. We want to get some lemon, some Meyer lemon. But beyond that. I don't know exactly what we're gonna get. So we're gonna have six citrus trees. If you guys, if you guys have thoughts on what would work here in Zone Eight B as far as citrus, what you think, what what would you do with the six six spots, right? So we're gonna have lemons, and then the other options, obviously, you know, the obvious ones are oranges and limes. Mm -hmm. So uh, would you put how many of each would you put? What, mm -hmm. what do you think? I don't know really what to expect as far as um, how much you get from a harvest on a lemon tree or an orange tree or a lime tree. So I don't know how many to plant to make it worthwhile. I'm willing to throw in extra this or that, like a lime tree or a grapefruit tree here and there. But my main focus of what I want to have is oranges and lemons. Oranges, oranges and lemons. Oranges so maybe and half lemons. and half, maybe we'll do half. But I don't know, I like limes. Maybe maybe uh, two lemons, a lime, and three oranges. That could work. I don't know, do you have to have something to pollinate the lime tree? Mm, I have to look that up. Have to I, look don't that up. I don't know. 
Anyway, give us your thoughts, guys, in the comments. That, that would be good to get your guys' thoughts, too. And then, so we have the, you said peaches, right? So we have mm -hmm. the, uh, not peaches over at Cog Hill Farm, but peach mm -hmm. trees that you plant in the ground. Got all our peach trees. Yeah. Too. And so we have, we have all of them? Yeah, all of our peaches. Oh, nine. Yeah. Wow. Good job, us. Yeah, so nine peach trees. Two apple trees right now, so we need seven more apple trees. Got to catch up on apples. We have all our pear trees, six of those. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get six citrus. We don't have any of those yet. Mm -hmm. We have most of our blueberries. Mm -hmm. we got to get a few more. 17 more, right? Yes, 17, 17 more, more blueberries. Yep. 17 more. And then we've got to get, uh, let's see, I think we have seven fig trees right now. And we need five right. more. That sounds right. Yeah. So I think that's right. So progress, or, yep. and we got to get a fence around it. Yep, so the chickens get into the, the we have a few chickens that, that roam around, a few little chickens, bantam chickens, and sometimes they get into the garden, they nibble on the baby lettuce when it's little uh, and, and whatnot. So we're going to put a fence around the orchard and the garden, and that will also let us do kind of something we want to do in the future, which is let the ducks... Uh, go out and nibble around in the orchard because it's supposed to be good. Ducks are yeah. supposed to be good for the orchard, especially runner ducks. Uh, mm -hmm. They're supposed to go out and really take care of bug problems and mm -hmm. and slug and snail problems and things like that. Especially in your, in your once orchard. the trees are yeah yep. far enough along, once they're you know developed enough, and the ducks aren't going to hurt the trees. They can I think they can benefit the orchard a lot, and it'd be really awesome to have some sort of. Uh, ability or option to free range our birds if we have our garden yep. fenced in and they're not a you know a threat to the garden it'd be so nice to be able to free range our birds again i just really liked it when the birds free range so yep. i didn't like the porch problem they got on my porch yeah lot. the porch problem it was a big problem but, the chickens were the problem not the ducks the chickens but, were the problem. but again you know future plans we plan to have a screened in porch you know mm -hmm. so we can fix that problem but um i really mm -hmm. liked the idea of them just like having the whole land and yard and they didn't go too far and they stayed right here they just took care mm -hmm. of all the bugs and ran off any snakes and it was uh yep. it was good they were just happy birds it was good it was good, good. it was really good i, I really liked that yeah, that'll, that'll be good when we get that back. So um, now kind of what we're going to be planting. So the next thing we have on our agenda to put in the garden, not necessarily the next seeds we're going to start in trays, but the next thing we're going to plant out in the garden is we right. have to find a, make a place for potatoes. It's tater season, you guys. Coming up real quick. So if, you are, if you're in zone 8B and you're looking to plant potatoes, here come around thanks or not Thanksgiving. I was gonna say Thanksgiving. Here come around Valentine's Day. Uh, between Valentine's Day and the end of February, you really want to be looking to get your potatoes in the ground. Yeah. So we have two types of potatoes we're planting this year. We're planting uh, Kennebec's the white and ones, yeah. yep, they're, they're like regular uh, as Travis and Greg talk about over on on mm -hmm. uh, the Row by Row show. They just did recently did a show all yeah, about potatoes. On potatoes. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they call that the fry potato. The Kennebec's right. is the fry potato. And then you have the uh, Lasota Reds. That's Lasota Reds. we got the Lasota Reds. So those are our two potatoes that we're growing this year, and we got. Maybe a little bit more than we should have. I don't know. I mean, it is a lot of... We got a lot. <laughs> so we got uh, 50 pounds 
no, Wait, 100 pounds. Yeah, 100 pounds of each. 50 200 pounds 50 total. 50 pounds sacks, but two of each. So we got 100 pounds of each potato. So that sounds like a lot, I know. And, it does. <laughs> and some people freak out and go, why did you get so many potatoes? But, I mean, we're a family of six, and we're hoping to have enough potatoes for the entire year. We're growing and a year's plenty worth to sell. of potatoes and hoping to sell them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think that was a reasonable amount. I mean, I might be regretting that when we go to dig them, but, yeah. I mean. Well, I so we bought enough. Reasonable. We bought enough to plant one 2,000 square foot bed of yeah. each, and we get 18. Yeah. We have 18 40 foot rows in mm-hmm. each bed, so that 200 pounds should be enough for us to fill two beds and have a little bit left over mm-hmm. uh, to give away or give to friends and neighbors or uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, we'll eat it. So, right. um, my only worry and concern is the rain. Now it is a yeah. it's a wet spring you know and you gotta that's the only thing you gotta worry about with potatoes you don't want to get you don't too want a wet, wet spring rot, yeah so. and i'm worried about that with the garlic and the onions as well yeah they yeah don't like so constant wet, wet constant yeah wet. they're not gonna do well so yeah so i'm hoping the rain lets up come spring though last year it did not so hopefully this year will be a little bit better uh, also that's kind of why i'm kind of leaning towards the end of february to give that rain a shot to leave plant them too soon and you got, you're running a risk, uh, at least here, you're running a risk of having a, rain, a rainy spring and everything just being for nothing. And right. there's nothing worse than doing that hard work and then have nothing to show for it. Yeah, that so, would be sad. Yeah, it would be sad. And so then I guess we can talk kind of about how we're going to plant them. Um, there's the debate, plant whole potatoes or plant cut potatoes. We're going to cut ours in slices with one or two eyes on each piece. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is when you plant a whole potato, you may get more potatoes out of each piece. Uh, so you can, I guess, technically get more potatoes from a row, but they're going to be smaller potatoes because right. they're crowded. Mm-hmm. And when you plant uh, individual pieces that have one or two eyes on it, those potatoes aren't crowded, so they end up bigger. You may not end up with is, uh, I guess, technically as many potatoes. But you get the kind of potatoes that you want. You get potatoes that you can eat. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's that's good. I guess if you're just going for like new potatoes, I guess it wouldn't matter. Yeah, if you're looking the for, the, new for the baking potato or something that you can cut into fries, you're going to want to yeah. give that potato plant plenty of space yep. to so make you're your potatoes. Cut that up, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to make sure that you give your potatoes plenty of uh, plenty of nitrogen, and that that seems well not nitrogen. You want to give them a balance, plenty of balanced fertilizer. Um, so we're going to be giving ours 2020. Uh, we're going to give them uh, a, a couple shots of it. Uh, well, probably two or three shots of it uh, once right after we first plant them, and then we'll give them another big heavy dose and heavy feeding. Uh, you know, kind of once they start to sprout really well and they look like they're doing really well and then we'll give them another dose kind of a little bit before they look like they're going to finish up just right. to give them right another boost. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't want to give them all nitrogen because you don't want to grow all foliage on your potatoes. You want potatoes. That's the right. reason. Mm-hmm. And nitrogen is always going to uh, boost your foliage on your plant. Uh, you know, well, it's a nightshade, so same concept as any other nightshade. With your tomatoes, you're not growing tomato leaves. You're wanting to grow tomatoes, so you got to feed yeah. it the right things. Yeah. Okay, so that's potatoes. So right. then, but the first, that's the first thing we're going to put out in the garden, but the first seeds we're going to get so planted. So seed trays, let's talk about the green Yeah, house. so yeah. the things we got for, uh, for the spring garden, we've got, what did I count? Uh, I think 
10 or 12, 12 different varieties of peppers. Yeah. Twe- yeah, that's yeah. a lot of peppers. Yeah. <laughs> so we got 12 different varieties of peppers. Uh, we're trying to grow uh, an even amount of sweet peppers and hot peppers. Uh, we have a market for both here. Yeah. The only thing we don't have yet is we don't have our ghost peppers or our habanero peppers. Right. And both of those we want to grow, as well as maybe some Thai chilies. Because we want some, we have some others uh, that are, you know, we got some serrano, with the serranos and the cayennes. But mm-hmm. we want some stuff that actually kind of kicks up the heat an extra notch. Um, Because we're going to try and sell some to the Hispanic and the Asian communities. And they, you know, are not going to be satisfied with just some uh, serranos. And And we've had people specifically ask us, do you grow spicy peppers? And we're like, what? And they said, like, like real spicy peppers, (laughs) like the good stuff, you know. So so we're going to grow stuff that's, you know, a little bit spicier than the the average uh, pepper. So Mm -hmm. we're going to plant all that. Peppers are really, really hard to germinate. And so we're going to, we'll, to they are, they are. I know that and, sounds weird and I don't eat a lot of peppers. I, I you know, yeah. I love them cooked into food and yeah. dishes, but I don't eat a lot of peppers, but I just love to grow them. It's a fun plant to grow. It is. And you know, we're not a fan of bell peppers. No. We usually, we use mostly like chilies, yeah. whether it's spicy or not. We use mostly uh, peppers that are not bell pepper types right. because we just, we're just not fans. Not fans um, of flavor. No, but mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to, we'll probably talk in the next episode more in depth about how we're going to do the peppers. That's a whole nother issue. Peppers are really hard to germinate. So uh, we, we talked to Greg uh, and he had some recommendations as well as Travis. And, and we're going to mm-hmm. kind of go into that uh, next week's episode on the podcast. And maybe we'll have had, maybe we'll have done it by then. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing That's we got. Just a, another thing that people tell me I'm kind of yep. insane for when I tell them how many we're going to be planting is yeah. the tomatoes Love and peppers. peppers. We have yeah. so many. But again, enough for mm-hmm. us and enough to sell. So I think yep. it's, I think it's yep. logical. I think, it's it, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. <laughs> that or we're crazy. <laughs> or both. So the other thing. The tomatoes. Gonna... So tomatoes, we have not quite as many varieties of tomatoes, but we still have a good bit. We've oh, got probably six plenty. or seven varieties oh, of tomatoes. It's, it's plenty. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got one that I'm super excited to try. The mountain, the mountain vineyard, yes. mountain vine, is it mountain, mountain vineyard, vineyard or mountain, vine, mountain vineyard, mountain vineyard tomato. So and we've heard such good yeah. things about that mountain vineyard uh, tomato. But it's supposed it was, to be really good flavor. Yeah. It's a grape style tomato, and it's a semi, semi determin or semi indeterminate. So, right. in the, the difference between your indeterminate tomatoes and your determinate tomatoes. And we can go into another whole show about tomatoes, but just real quick, indeterminate tomatoes, they kind of keep on growing and they kind of, they, they set fruit a little more slowly, but it's throughout the whole span of their existence. And then determinate tomatoes, uh, they are a uh, kind of grow and it's three quick shots of tomatoes. You got your bottom flush of tomatoes, your mid flush of tomatoes, and your top flush of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And it's just boom, 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 and then they're done. You get You're you not going to get yeah. any more. They're not going to keep growing. They're going to reach a certain height and they're not going to keep on growing. So uh, here, that's the kind of tomatoes we like is determinate tomatoes because of the pressure that we have from the mm-hmm. bugs and all the humidity causing, uh, you know, issues with fungus and things like that. And just trying to control the actual like plant, the actual physicality yeah. of how high it grows and it just keeps going and going and going. And we're trying to Florida weave this plant that is way over my head. Yeah, and, and you really like, can't Florida weave an indeterminate got, tomato. you got to do so a different method. It's tall yep. and I'm just, yep. I, it's out of control, so I don't want to mm. deal with that much plant. I want something that's only yep. going to grow so much, and that's good. Anyway, so back to this mountain vineyard tomato. It's a mm-hmm. semi-indeterminate tomato. So my assumption is 
it's not going to have a super high growth habit and it's going to have some a few good flushes of tomatoes mm -hmm. and then it's going to be good and we can call it quits on it um, and then we had some regular some other the normal tomatoes you know um, we've got one that i'm excited to try called florida 91 that's mm -hmm. a hybrid tomato that's supposed to be really good for the heat it's supposed to be really heat right. tolerant it's going to set fruit when it's a little bit warmer um, and as you know it gets plenty hot here in louisiana so that should be good i'm hoping and then we've got um, our what canon else? tomatoes. The, oh yeah, so we've oh, got we've got tomatoes. some we've got some Roma style tomatoes. We we think I think we I, we got the I think we got the Tachi um, that was one we got, yep. and then we got the uh, I can't remember I can't remember I what it I'm is. About, you know? I'm horrible with names, but I know we got our yep, canon yep. tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll canon. I'll list all the varieties that we picked up um, down in the description as well as links over to where we got them from. Um, and, and you guys can take a look. Now, one thing I will say, we're talking about seeds, is that I wouldn't say there's a seed shortage per se, but if you guys are out shopping for seeds, you're going to notice that there's a lot of the seed companies that are either shutting down their websites or they're out of stock, sold out on a lot of stuff. And that's is a problem yeah. on some of the seeds this year yeah. but i will tell you this that if you go over to haas tools that's where we get all our seeds from and it is they're really good and yeah. they have had very few shortages and they are working their tails off to get as many seeds as they can get so that they don't have issues with a shortage like some of these other companies are having. I'm, I'm on a few Facebook groups and I see all the time people are saying, you know, where can I buy seeds? I, I, I guess yeah. I waited too long or I, I went to buy seeds and they don't have any and everybody's out and this and that and don't have any, don't have any. Where can I find seeds? And everybody's kind of, you know, upset because they wanted to do their garden this year and they feel like they waited too long. But yeah. I always tell them in the in the comments, I just tell them go over to hostools.com and they, they still have seeds. Yeah, so I'll leave a link in the description of Haas Tools. And if you guys click on that link, it helps us out a little bit as a homestead. We do mm -hmm. get a small, it's an affiliate link and we get a small percentage of that. But it doesn't cost you anything extra and it just kind of helps support us as a homestead. So if you guys would, uh, if you see anything you like, uh, just use that link that we leave down in the description and, and you guys, mm -hmm. uh, you'll be good to go. They, they should have what you, what you need. Yeah. They should have all the CDs. I won't promise they won't be sold out of something, but, uh, they, sh I haven't, they nothing I've gone well, to get, yeah. they've been sold they out keep on. pretty well stocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and Let's see what else we got. We have on the... side note, my barn cats are doing great. Oh, the barn cats. Yeah. The so barn I'm cats. I'm taking them tomorrow to go get, uh, spayed and neutered. So... Yeah, also, mostly uh, neutered. So that won't be, uh, you know, a problem of them mm -hmm. breeding with each other or any yep. stray cats that come on our homestead to breed them. That won't be an issue because all yep. my cats are going to be fixed as of tomorrow. Yep. So we brought a, I, I don't think we told the story of Holly on the podcast no, yet. We didn't. So we brought, I say we, you brought home a cat and some chickens from a friend of yours. Yes. Yep. And so a friend of mine was telling me that she needed to move uh, really quickly, and she said that she had gotten almost everything done except she had these nine old chickens. These are elderly chickens, but they were still – some chickens. of them were still laying. But when I say elderly, they're like – I think they were – five years old and older. I think the youngest one she had was like four years old. So these are not young chickens. Yep. But she had nine chickens that were pets to them. They were beloved chickens of her children, and they were ready to part with them. They mm -hmm. need to find a new home. But she also had this cat. 
And sweetest, cutest little cat. Very she, sweet cat. Very small, though, very teeny yeah. tiny. She's an adult, yeah. and she's very, very little. Um, but I thought she was skinny when I first met her, when I told her that I would take all of them. I met her, and I noticed that she was very, very skinny, except for her belly. It was swollen. Oh, yeah, she's pregnant. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> and I said, uh, how how far along is she? How long has she been pregnant? Um, somewhere around two months. And I just kind of went, um, yeah, the, the gestation of a cat is about two months. Like, it's right at two months. And she goes, oh, well, she's very pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought the cat and the chickens over here. So brought them home. The day... <laughs> After we got the cat home, she <laughs> had her kittens. Literally the day after yeah. I got her all settled in her new spot with a comfy little yep. blankie. Four. She went into labor mm-hmm. the next day, so four kittens. Four cute little kittens. And they're cute. They're good. They're and they're good. And they're good because they're outside right. cats. They're in the barn. They're... They, they keep the mice away, and they actually have been doing a really good really job. Good. Yeah, I'm so the, happy with them, yeah. yeah very, the kittens are what, like eight weeks? Or no, they're, they're more like uh, uh, like 12 weeks now. Yeah, they're five and uh, five months. Yeah. Five months. Yeah. Oh, wow. So five there's months. lots more weeks than that, yeah. 20 weeks. <laughs> five months. All right. So five months five months old, and they have been So they're beyond just... the point where I wanted to get them spayed and neutered. It's just I didn't have time, but yep. we're getting it taken care of tomorrow. <laughs> yep. And that's going to be good. It's going to be good. And the cats are good. Because we did have two stray tomcats show up, both male, both adults, Mm -hmm. um, with the little bobtails. And they were were obviously people-friendly, the minx mix or whatever. They have the bobtails. The minx, yep. yep. Very friendly cats, very lovable. Obviously, somebody had owned these cats or been nice to them at some point because they would let you pet and love all over them. Very sweet. But they showed up. And they, you know, showed up to breed my cats. <laughs> and that, so that's when I was like, okay, we got to get this problem taken care of because that's just going to keep happening. You're going to have strays that are just going to show up, especially if you live in the country and you got all these people and woods and everything. You're going to have strays that show up. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're not swimming in cats. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I like the cats. They keep them, like I said, they keep the mice away. Uh, and they kind of, I'm sure they keep the snakes. Snakes, oh, yeah. at, snakes at yeah. bay too, so so they're good. They're good. They roam around. Uh, we have a raised uh, house, and so they mm-hmm. kind of roam around underneath the house, yep. and they roam around Plenty the, space the garden and the and yard, things, and yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So they keep the keep all the mice away, and they keep the goats entertained because mm-hmm. they hang out with the goats a lot of the day. So I figure with five cats, I should see very little mice. That's what I figure. Yep, mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so let's see what back to the garden. We have, so the tomatoes and the peppers are the next seeds that we're going to be starting in there right. because they take a little while to really get going. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, uh, we're, I haven't ordered summer squash yet, but we're about mm-hmm. to order that. That's a whole other. So, yep, we're going to get our summer squash in and then, and winter squash, summer yes. and winter squash. And summer squash and winter squash, you can plant those at the same time. Winter squash is not winter squash because you plant it in the winter. It's winter squash because they keep. You winter grow, squash makes something both, that they keep. Right. You grow them both the, pretty much the same season, the same time. You just store the winter squash, and you eat the summer squash that season. Yeah, because it doesn't keep. It doesn't it's going to keep in your fridge. That's yeah. it, it, You need to eat it. But the winter squash is usually squash that will keep for months. Mm-hmm. Store uh, in a cellar, yeah. store on a dark shelf yep. somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of where we are with our seeds. Can you think of anything else? Mmm. We're getting enough milk now from our two goats to possibly try to make cheese. So that's something that mm. he yeah, has cheese. more experience yep. Yep. than I do with. Um, he has a lot more experience with cheese, but that's another thing that I'm not 
good at yet that I want to get good at. I want to mm-hmm. uh, read up on it a lot. I want to get the stuff that I need to make the cheese, and we're going to start making our own cheese. Mm-hmm. And I have a bread book that I'm going to start uh, utilizing here soon to make my own bread. Yep, yep. Kind of like a uh, uh, almost, uh, I would say, a sourdough-style bread. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so we'll make our own starter for it, mm-hmm. and we'll keep that going and keep it fed, and then we can just make bread off so of it. So we are definitely we kicking off into mm-hmm. a busy spring season here yep, real fast. Yep, really busy, real fast. really busy. Um, so that kind of brings us current, and th- the next episode we'll kind of go into a little bit more in depth on uh, how we're going to germinate our tomatoes and some other details like pest control, things like that. We'll kind of go and de- dive a little bit deeper into uh, mm-hmm. you know the, and the gardening side. To, um, we want to eventually bring our daughters out here one at a time to do one one podcast at a time to have them tell you about number one their side of things but also they each have their own little individual uh, entrepreneurial spirit and there are things that they want to sell Mm -hmm. or start a business with or just make some side money and I want them to tell you all about it and how they plan to do it because they're really they're they're so creative and they're so ambitious with it they're really ambitious they're motivated yep that's good thank you guys for watching and listening so much we appreciate it Uh, be sure to join us on the next episode.